since it looks like we're going to be getting a lot of these, this is an open letter to everyone working on a nostalgic series. You know, you know the ones I'm talking about, the Star Trek Picards, the sequel series, the Fuller Houses, the Voltrons, the She-Ra's, the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the Lord of the Rings. To all y'all, I got a lot to say, and I know you're not going to listen, but I'm going to say it anyway on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and believe it or not, I have opinions. And so, let's begin with a statement of purpose here. When I say a nostalgic series, yes, I'm talking about Lord of the Rings. I'm talking about every Star Wars thing that's about to happen, whether Taika Waititi is involved or not. I'm talking about the forthcoming Game of Thrones sequel series, whatever it ends up being. I'm talking about the new Masters of the Universe, the Dune franchise. Basically, if you're working on a reboot, a remake, a sequel series, or just any of that type of media, th there are some things that we need to discuss. And yes, I'm including in this the Batman movie which is apparently going to be called The Batman. I'm talking about Wonder Woman 84. All of that. We need to talk. Number one. Yes, I, I realize you have been hired to make a series because everything's a series now about something that you already know we love, something you already know we like. Because it's been around forever. That's why you're doing a reboot, a remake, a sequel series, what have you. You know, the like 50 Star Trek series that are on the way from Strange New Worlds to the two animated shows to apparently Seven of Nine's going to get a spinoff and more Picard and Discovery and all that. Yeah, all y'all, you're doing this to try to capitalize off of our interest in something that already exists. Nothing inherently wrong with that. I am not going to come after you for not being original or not having nifty ideas. Because culture is built off of culture. If it wasn't for the Watchmen, we wouldn't have any comic book story that happened after the 90s. Because they all kind of riffed on that for a while until they got lost and became something else. If it wasn't for the Lensmen, we wouldn't have Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon. And without those, we wouldn't have Star Wars or Star Trek or any of those other things. So yeah, things are built off of the past. That's how culture works. All culture is a remix. Fine. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. But when you let your cynicism show, your cynicism shows. Yes, I, I, I already like the media, 
franchise that you are adding on to. But, you know, you, you should at least try to have fun with what you're doing. Because, like, there's a reason nobody liked the Mummy reboot. And it wasn't because they were trying to make a dark world cinematic universe. It's because they were so self-interested and felt so self-important that they didn't actually give us a story to care about. There was nothing there. I own that movie and I really enjoy it because it's such an amazing train wreck of self-importance and insane ideas that somehow got made and nobody realized that they were doing that or they did and they just didn't care. Yeah. If you're going to abuse our love for stuff that already exists, at least make it worth our time. Okay? So that's number one. Number two. Bad things don't have to happen to everyone. Everyone. Because this, this is a weird infection that has been in media for a while now. And we can talk about the grim darkification of everything. And I blame Batman Begins for this because you took a character that had a very simple, straightforward premise. He's the world's greatest detective and made him into a shallow and vacant action movie star that really could have been put in any suit and that movie would have worked because you got rid of everything that made Batman Batman. And you keep doing it. (laughs) You keep doing it. Man of Steel took away everything that made Superman Superman and left us with whatever that movie was. And you keep doing it. Star Trek Picard kind of did this to Picard. Star Trek Discovery definitely did this to Star Trek, as did the J.J. Abrams reboots of everything that he's rebooted from Star Trek to Star Wars. Yeah. If you are going to create a new series, you don't have to say, oh, but all these terrible things happen to your heroes. You know, it's, it's okay for characters to have a happy ending and maybe even not to ever see them again. And even characters that had a bad ending, it doesn't mean you have to bring them back so that you can double kill them. And I'm going to be talking about that a lot on a new podcast I'm working on, but Data died in Star Trek Nemesis. And while that was a really bad movie, they at least handled Data's death well. You don't have to bring him back and kill him again just to, I don't know, make it darker. You do this a lot, Hollywood. You, you do this way too much. Everything's got to be grimmer. Everything's got to be darker. Bad things have to happen. And I'm not saying that your story should not have tension or anything, but yet you don't have to destroy all that much in order to rebuild. And you don't have to tear down the Federation to do a new Star Trek story, which apparently we're going to get twice because... You know, Picard, that happened, and apparently in Discovery, they're going to the future where the Federation's not really the Federation anymore. So yay, we get to go through that again. 
Now, bad things don't have to just glom on to these characters so that we have some semblance of the passage of time. Yes, good things happen and bad things happen and everything, but really, do, do you have to just devastate them? You know, for some characters, it makes sense. And as much as people want to argue against The Last Jedi, the idea that Luke Skywalker would have become a jaded old space hermit actually makes sense to me. That's his one weakness. He gives into the dark side. He sees the future and immediately jumps to the bad, wrong conclusion. That, that is a character flaw that he not only did not conquer in the original trilogy, but they show him actually conquering in The Last Jedi. It took him a long time, but he eventually gets there. It makes sense. It, it would have been nice if that had been set up more in <laughs> The Force Awakens, but I, I can't expect J.J. to do story or plot or character or anything. So you don't have to make it all grimdark. You don't. And I look at some of the stuff that's happening with Dune, which is one of my absolute favorite book series. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it to go that way. I mean, we'll see. I haven't seen a trailer yet. I haven't seen really much other than the concept art and some of the casting that you've done. And yeah. But you don't have to just beat the characters up. You can, I don't know have something terrible happen to them in story that they then have to react to instead of making it all backstory that they're just haunted by. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe this is the shadow of 9-11 that we're all haunted by this horrible tragedy that happened and we're still thinking about it. And so we have to retroactively make terrible things happen to our characters to make them haunted by them so that they are in the dark place that we find ourselves. Mm. I wish it was something that deep. It, it's just, it's an easy narrative device to go, oh, look, it's the character you love, but different. And aren't you interested to find out what made them the wreck of a person they are today? No, not really. Not really. I mean, I, I love the character because they are the character. You don't have to give me a reason to care about them. You just have to give me a good story that involves them. I mean, that's what Guardians of the Galaxy did really well. These were characters that, you know, with the exception of Yondu, that I actually cared about as a comic book character when I was a kid. You know, Blue Space Archer was kind of cool. I didn't care about them. But you didn't invest time trying to make me actually think, oh, they're cool, or look at their dark backstory. You start with that because it's important to know where Peter Quill came from, but can you imagine those movies if Peter Quill was just haunted by his past in every scene? That would be horrible. Let's be honest. Showrunners, I feel like you felt left out of something. And you're really wanting to show us that the thing that we thought was really cool, well, we really shouldn't have felt like that. I mean, that seems to be the modus operandi here. I mean, for those of us who grew up thinking the Federation was kind of a cool idea, 
and that their ideals were interesting and topics that maybe we should actually have philosophical discussions about. Oh, no, 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 no. See, you trusted that a philosophical system could actually help people and that it's not about philosophy, it's about ideology, because ideology is all, is all that matters. So let me show you how stupid your principles were. I mean, honestly, that's what it feels like we've been getting. Oh, Batman doesn't kill because his parents were killed? Well, let me show you how stupid that is. He's, of course, going to kill the bad guys because, you know, they're bad guys. And so that inability of his is actually a handicap that he's going to have to get over. All of those high-minded Federation principles, well, you know, you'd have to throw them away. I mean, imagine if your ship got lost in the Delta Quadrant, thousands, tens of thousands of light years away from home. You're not going to be able to live up to your principles and still make it back. Oh, wait, no, they did. Oops. <laughs> this is such a cynical way of viewing nostalgia. You can't try to argue, hey, remember that thing you loved? We're doing it again, and you were an idiot for liking it before. Just like you can't just give us more of the same old thing. That's why Fuller House didn't work. Things have changed. And that kind of a sitcom just feels old and dated now. It kind of felt old and dated when it originally came out, to be honest. But, you know, things were okay then. So we just kind of rolled with it, and the kids were really cute. And we didn't know some of the other stories about the actors behind the scenes. And so we rolled with it. But if you're telling us that you, we should give you our money and attention because you're capitalizing off of the thing that we love, you shouldn't be simultaneously mocking us for having liked it in the first place and, oh, look how terribly wrong we were to have had that feeling in the first place. No, don't do that. And look, there's a lot of ways to continue a series. There's a lot of ways to go forward. Like, find a new premise within that setting. You know, one of the reasons we had what I'm going to term the golden age of Star Trek is because the next generation kind of did start as just a continuation of the original series. New characters, new cast, and a lot of it kind of cribbed from what was going to be Star Trek Phase 2. But it, it felt like a continuation of the original series. When they went to do Deep Space Nine, they realized they needed to do something different. Deep Space Nine is not a refutation of the next generation. Deep Space Nine says, well, what happens if you don't go anywhere? And sets it all in one place. It challenges one of the core premises to boldly go where no one has gone before by showing you that you don't actually always have to go somewhere else to boldly go where no one has gone before. And yeah, we have the wormhole and things like that, but it still managed to remain Star Trek and have its own voice. The same thing with Voyager. For goodness sakes, even Enterprise 
found a way to do it. It it took numerous seasons to get there because, well, by that time, Rebootitis was already beginning to take over, but it eventually got there. And I don't know, maybe Discovery will and maybe Picard will, but all of those things remembered what they were because that's kind of the last thing that I really want to talk to you about. And that's Star Trek Picard. Because I see this problem in a lot of other media, but it's so obvious with Picard that it, it really stands out. It's a Star Trek series. You know that, right? I mean, it is in the title. It's Star Trek Picard. But you seem to have taken visual cues and inspiration from everything other than Star Trek. And I know I'm not the first, and I won't be the last to point that out, but we don't need the Minority Report added to our Star Trek. We don't need Lord of the Rings added to our Star Trek. We don't need our own version of the Jedi. Now, Elnor is an interesting character, and so are the group that he's a part of, and there are interesting ways to do that. But you didn't actually find the interesting way to do that. You just made Elnor into basically a space elf. Because you were more interested in being something different than actually trying to continue with anything that we had. You you couldn't just let the Tal Shiar be the bad guy. When, really, you could have just had the Tal Shiar be the bad guy. You didn't have to invent the Jat Vash. They're an unnecessary add-on that was basically put in to basically make them a death cult within the Tal Shiar that, once they're dealt with, we don't have to deal with them anymore. See, the ramifications are isolated from the Tal Shiar, so the Tal Shiar can be used the way that they always have in Star Trek, should that ever be desired. But the Jat Vash can be used for your specific story. I see what you're doing. I understand what you're doing, and I, in a way, understand it. You're trying to future-proof the franchise so you don't have to do a full reboot, because the reboot didn't work. People didn't want to see a new Kirk, Spock, and McCoy They wanted more Star Trek, and that's what you're trying to give them. And with Picard, you're trying to have it both ways, where it's both kind of a reboot, but it's the characters that you know and love. Here's Seven, here's Hugh. Oh, poor Echeb. You did him wrong. If you're going to move forward with any of these projects, you have to know where you're coming from. Because if you don't know where you're coming from, you really don't know where you're going to go. This has been such a problem lately from the various Robin Hood reboots that have happened lately to the King Arthur ones that you, you didn't want to do King Arthur. You wanted to have your own Lord of the Rings, but you didn't want to have to pay a licensing fee. So instead of doing any of the other Lord of the Rings-like series out there, and there are a lot of them, you just tried to make King Arthur that. And it just shows us that you don't know what you're doing, and you don't really care. You just want money. And I get it, show business is a business. But... If you're going to be that cynical, if you're going to wear your money-grubbing nature so obviously on your sleeve, well, 
you have to expect us to be a little bit bitter about it. So do better. <laughs> and stop doing all of those things. All right? I know you didn't listen. But at least others did. And I want to thank you for listening to this. Because, you know, the folks in Hollywood aren't. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. In those same show notes, you'll find a link to both listener support and my Patreon. Anything that you could do would really help out right now. It, it, it would make a huge difference. If you don't have any money, oh, thank you to everybody who's already does that. I, I, I almost feel guilty that I get anything from you all. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out more than you know. I don't know how often I'm going to do these kind of open letter podcasts, but you know, I, I'm kind of in a place where I'm just frustrated with everything right now. And I don't know, I think maybe some of you all are too. So this may become a more regular Monday kind of a thing, at least for a little bit. We'll see. Until next time, stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.